Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed their holidays.、Um, it is now 2016, so hopefully, everybody's 2016 started off right and it only gets better from here on out. My name is Art. I'm the dietitian and your fellow registered foodie. So, today、uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about first,、um, as usual, my daily YouTubing. So, as I was YouTubing, I did,、uh, I, you know, those ads that pop up in the corner.、Um, Usually, I just glaze over those things, but for some reason, this ad、uh, caught my eye, and that was because it said registered dietitian、uh, on it. So I was like, hmm, okay, registered dietitian. So, what does this RD have, have to say? So I played it, and she talked about the hunger scale. So, if you're not familiar with the hunger scale, it's just, it could be any kind of scale, one to ten, or、um, it could be some kind of.、Um, You know, nominal thing where it's kind of like,、um, you know, were you hungry, not hungry? Were you full, were you not full kind of thing instead of numbers? So she used a scale from one to 10, and one being starving, like starving, shaking, irritable, and you want to pass out, and 10 being you feel so full, you want to throw up, you're feeling nauseous and everything like that. And、um, she said that. You want to start at a four where you're just feeling a little hungry, you're starting to just think about food, and you want to end around a five or a six. So I thought that was very interesting because、um, for me, I, I use this tool also as well.、Um, it's more of a tool used in an outpatient setting as opposed to、uh, an acute care,、um, care facility or anything like that, a hospital.、Um, but I started,、uh, started thinking about it a little bit more. and... I was, I was thinking, man, most people who are having weight issues or anything like that probably aren't really in touch with、um, how they're feeling and when they eat, you know? And to put a number on it like that it seems kind of, I don't know, better,、uh, for lack of a better word, it, complicated. I don't know. Like, how do you put a number to how you feel if you're not, to begin with, not really in tune with your body? And that's probably why you might be having weight issues or something like that. So I was going back, even though I already started, I am using this tool, I started going back and forth in my mind, like, yeah, what? Like, why am I even using it? What, you know, what's the point of it?、Um, it people. You know, to add that just complicates things a little bit more. They're trying to concentrate on their diet, they're trying to do this and that, and now they have to put a number to how they're feeling and things like that. So I wasn't too sure on it. I was kind of on the fence. And then the more I thought about it, you know, and, and just going back to my, my own philosophies, my own food philosophies, is just it's a tool to get. People to start thinking about food and how they feel and associate it with feelings. I think that's the main point.、It、has nothing to do with accuracy or some, nah, you know, maybe I'm, a,、uh, I'm feeling a three.、Uh, I might be at a four though, you know, and you're just going back and forth, you know, it doesn't,、um, it doesn't really matter. The, what matters is that now you're starting to think. Now you're starting to associate how you feel about. Um, food and when you're eating those foods. And so I think it's a great tool. I mean, I'm back on the side of using it, but I, I guess I was kind of,、um, kind of on the fence on how I felt about what the purpose was. And、um, so 
the purpose really for me is to get that person to start associating their feelings with when they eat. And so it just makes you more aware, conscious eating, you know, it's all about mindful eating. I'm, I'm big on that, you know, I think people should um, really uh, concentrate, not concentrate, I sh- uh, but just be aware, you know, I, I mentioned the whole meditating kind of thing with food. And I just think it helps you really get in control of the food that we eat because right now we're so out of control with the food that we eat because we're just inundated with all these fast foods like uh, all these diet fads everything all over the place just just constantly bombarded um with food 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 all the commercials and things like that and then you know um all the health issues going on with food with the sodas that came up you know the um the soda cup sizes in New York, all those things. And then here in California, putting calories uh, and um, for chain restaurants to have nutrition facts and all that stuff. So it's just, um, and so with all that information, we tend to kind of shut things off because it's kind of like we get jaded kind of thing. And so I think that this is just to get us back to that time where we're just thinking about, you know, how we feel when we eat, you know. Um, so I think it's a great tool to just get us more mindful about the food that we're eating, and then bringing it back to our body and how we feel back in touch to, back in touch with ourselves, you know. Not just what the media is saying, not just what even you know health health professionals are saying about food or anything like that. It's more about you know exactly how we feel when we eat. So I really like the tool. It's great. Just like um, uh, when I was going through that weight management um, certificate program training thing, um, even food diaries, because food diaries always typically have um, some kind of hunger scale attached to it also as part of part of your food diary or three day food recall, whatever, if you're working with a dietitian on, you know, uh, a nutrition assessment. Um um, nutrient assessment kind of thing, analysis, nutrient analysis, I should say. If you're working with them, they might want like a three-day food diary or they might want you to keep a food diary for long-term and they might add that hunger scale. And one of the things uh, is that those food diaries, whether they're accurate or not, kind of doesn't really matter. Of course, you want to be truthful on them because you, if you're doing a nutrient analysis, you you want to be honest about what the food you ate so that way you get an accurate um, nutrient analysis um, and an, a more accurate, tailored diet for you, you know, a personalized diet for you when working with a dietitian. But the main goal of those food diaries is not really for that. I think it's more for making that person more aware of the foods that they're eating so if you're keeping a track of a food diary now you're being more mindful of the foods that you're eating um and that's what it's all about is just starting to get you to think about those things because most people kind of don't think about how they're feeling um their hunger at least they're probably not thinking about that i know for me i hardly think about it i you know um I'm so busy sometimes at work that it's not until these hunger pains hit me that I realize, you know what, it's time for lunch or something like that, or I get a headache. So things like that, you know, um, people aren't really aware of, of those things or 
let's see here. Or sometimes when I go out with my friends and family, uh, I'm not thinking about my hunger level. Um, you know, most of the time we're going out to a restaurant or something like that. I just want to go out with friends and family and enjoy my time. I'm not thinking about my hunger level. So it's just getting back in touch with those things. So something that I should probably practice also as well is kind of thinking about my hunger levels too. Um, got to practice what you preach, right? So something I need to <laughs> come back to and really start start doing, start uh, um, really thinking about kind of my hunger levels and being more in control with, of my body, you know, thinking about how I feel, bringing food and feelings together because I mean food and feelings emotions you know hand in hand for sure <laughs> um anyways so that was that was a uh, something that I came across during my a daily a YouTube viewing <laughs> um so a little bit about um current foods current food news is cholesterol once again yep cholesterol so there's a, in my hospital, we have cardiac diets, obviously, patients coming in for open heart surgery, or they're coming in for uh, MIs, um, heart attacks, strokes, things like that. So they get placed on cardiac diets. So cardiac heart healthy diet. So they get placed on heart healthy diets. And kind of old school is low salt, low fat, low cholesterol kind of diet. So cholesterol. We are actually in transition of um, changing our handouts because we're going to take out the cholesterol part. Um, studies have shown that the intake of cholesterol, and specifically it's eggs, so specifically eggs, um, it, dietary intake of cholesterol really doesn't affect cholesterol levels, uh, minimal cholesterol effect. Um, so with eggs kind of doesn't, um, let me see here. Yeah, definitely uh, studies have shown that. And at the hospital, we were serving modified eggs, so low cholesterol kind of eggs. And um, they weren't <laughs> they weren't the best tasting eggs, but it's what was called for on a cardiac diet. So now we're changing that out. Uh, patients are going to start getting <laughs> real eggs and maybe less complaints that I'll hear about when I go see them for breakfast <laughs> on follow-ups. And so that's a good thing. But it's not an open invitation to start eating all these eggs, three, three eggs a day or something like that kind of thing. Because one thing you also want to take into account is how you cook those eggs. So if you're frying them, if you're cooking them in butter and all that stuff, well... Now you got to start thinking about the saturated fats. So the saturated fats, as we know, <clears throat> really link to um, heart health. So saturated fats, um, red meats, things like that. Also, you have to take into account, kind of want to decrease those things, right? So it's the saturated fats. It's not the uh, cholesterol intake, the intake. So... That's the biggest thing on um, my personal news with uh, food news. Um, cholesterol. I think more studies need to be done. Oh, one thing I should mention also, uh, a very important thing, is um, I think there's a little bit of a um, debate or there needs to be more studies on exactly the intake of cholesterol and 
di- uh, diabetic patients. So I've read articles where and studies where you still have to watch out. If you have diabetes, you're still it, it still affects your it can affect your cholesterol. Um, you know, even though studies show that you know the intake of cholesterol doesn't affect cholesterol levels, blood cholesterol levels. It still um, has an effect on patients with diabetes because when you know when you when you have um, diabetes, you are at higher risk for heart disease. Um, it can affect your liver. So basically, your lipid panels, your cholesterol, triglycerides, all that stuff can it goes up <laughs> because of diabetes associated with diabetes. So one thing you got to think about is if you have diabetes. But then my supervisor did come up as we were changing our policies and things like that at the hospital is that she also brought up some studies that show that even though you have diabetes there is still um, minimal effect on your blood cholesterol levels um, even when you're intaking eggs daily so I think more studies just need to come out um, in regards to um, having comorbidities diabetes and things like that so more studies need to be done. Either way, you know, you still want to watch them out, everything in moderation, right? So moderation still holds true regardless of um, whether you have diabetes or not. Um, all about moderation. So cholesterol. Eggs, watch how you cook them. If you want to eat them daily, um, you know, studies show that it doesn't affect your cholesterol levels. But once again, everybody is different, so... The intake of eggs might affect you and you might be sensitive to it um, and it might affect you greatly as opposed to the next person where it doesn't even touch their blood cholesterol. So moderation, moderation is key. And just uh, keep in mind that this is for the general population. It's not, uh, you know, if you're working with a dietitian, I'm sure they're going to address it and we can personalize diets. So. Oh, so as I was also um, doing my own research, you know, looking up uh, studies and articles on cholesterol, um, and then also reading through the uh, 2015 dietary guidelines, um, you know, one of the interesting things that I read was that they mentioned coffee specifically. So coffee, um, once again, I, I, you know, I I mentioned in another podcast that coffee can be heart healthy. They're also stating that it, it can be heart healthy. But once again, just like eggs, you know, when you cook your eggs, are you cooking them in grease or however you're cooking them? With coffee, you want to also watch out for all those added things that you're adding. Um, the creamers, the sugars, all that stuff. So you got to watch out for that too. Um, and also on those 2015 dietary guidelines was the sustainability. So I, uh, they talked about sustainability um, and, and diet, so I really like it. And they show time and time again that a, more, um, a diet that's more in fruits and vegetables, whole foods, things like that, are more sustainable. They're more sustainable and healthier for the earth. So um, decreasing your uh, red meat intake because they are showing that um, – you know, raising these, um, our meats, raising our meats are, you know, produce more, um, greenhouse gases and things like that. So I'm studies in time and time again have shown that. So it doesn't mean to go vegetarian, you know, once again, becoming a part-time vegetarian, um, 
helps out in your health and it also affects, um, you know, the world, um, the environment. So just doing that, Meatless Mondays, if everybody went Meatless Monday, um, that would reduce things drastically. If everybody in the world, I forget, uh, I, I can't remember because it's been a while since I went to that um, vegetarian conference that was held at Loma Linda. Um, so when I was a student, it was we had to go there for one of, as our classes. And so it was just a huge conference. Obviously, people from all over the world came and attended and they were talking about studies and this and that. And it's I think studies have shown that Definitely a more plant-based diet is sustainable for Earth and better for the environment. So um, if everybody in the world did that, then I mean, as a collective, just imagine how much um, the environment would improve. So just going meatless Mondays has an effect if everybody did it. Um, And then just decreasing it, decreasing your meat intake in general is just better for not only better for you but better for the environment better for everyone so um good to see good to read about sustainability in the 2015 dietary guidelines because diet affects everything so like how i usually sign off just remember that the foods that you eat um the things that you do um not only affect you but they affect your friends and family and they eventually can affect the world So everything in the world is interdependent. Peace. This content and more on www.registeredfoodie.com. Thanks.